you go, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. And as usual, I'm Martin, and I have with me, he's the king of the casters. He is Mr. Brett Podcast. And Brett, we have two fine guests today. That's right. Uh, very exciting. I mean, if there's one thing, I mean, us Canadians, we love our Canadian metal. And when you talk about Canadian metal, there is a band called Sword. And we are so lucky to have Rick and Mike from Sword here to talk about their new album, Three, coming out, uh, well, this month. Uh, I, I heard November 18th, but I think it's November 25th. So um, it's a great album. And we're excited to talk to you guys about it. So uh, who wants to start? Wow. You. <laughs> I'll start by saying thanks for having us, man. It's uh, we're, yeah. it's a blast for us to be back. We're really, really, really stoked about it. Really. Well, and you should be. In this case, I mean, with the album three, um, it it easily stands up to your other other work, and and I think probably even surpasses it. So, I mean, oh. you guys. You guys yeah. sound amazing, and so it's it's awesome to hear you back. And I know that certainly the fan reaction from what I've seen on YouTube it has has certainly echoed that. Yes, definitely. We're very uh, very happy about that, about the work we've done. Yes, although it is a teamwork, um, the the sound, the energy, the the artistry of the album. Is 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 Mike's creation. It is Mike's creation. We all we all we all followed Mike on this one. Uh, I did my own vocal stuff, you know, and and we rewrote some lyrics with one of his uh, lyric partner, Mike's partner. And uh, man, we, we're so we're very happy that we followed his trail. <laughs> Yeah, I had to crack the crack the whip a bit there with the guys. That, uh, <laughs> Not even. They're, Not even. Uh, they're willing to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in other words, you are in command. Is that? <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like, okay. <laughs> Let me just add one more thing about that. Okay, he was he was uh, Mike was joking about a whip. There there was a whip. But it, the whip, really? yeah, the whip was this creation because to me, when he would he would he would work the drum, the bass, and, and and add his guitar and get ready, you know, get a carpet ready for the vocals to come in. I was getting more and more nervous. I was I was hearing that. And I was going, man, are my vocals up to par? So I had to. Re that was a whip, my friend, Mike. You had a whip, and it was your talent. Well, thank you kindly. That's very kind of you. <laughs> the vocals I couldn't are have done it up. without you. <laughs> yeah, the vocals are fantastic on the album. Uh, it, yeah. You know, I mean, it, I, I think a lot of people are, it, they, they want to know about the album specifically. I mean, it's, it's uh, eight tracks of, if I was going to describe it, I would say it's, uh, it's old-fashioned, bang your head, raise your fist in the air, sing along metal, you know? And it just captures the spirit of what I wanted. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, into, I'm into that because it shows when we do live performances. It's exactly what you've just described. This is a live sword show. What you've just described, Mar Martin. And you capture that on the album. I mean, it's... it's uh, 
you know, I mean, if we can go through it uh, song by song a little bit, uh, if you don't mind, the, the opening track, Bad Blood, uh, you know, is a great, it's a great opener. It, it, your, your vocals are great and, and uh, it just, it's, it sets the stage for the rest of the album perfectly. Oh, that's very kind of you, yeah. Oh, I, I really uh, worked hard on that one because the intro was kind of a dodgy thing and uh, I, uh, I think I pulled it off pretty cool. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's, I think it was my Rush influence that's coming out there. Probably. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So tell me a little more about the song and the meaning behind it and, and how it came together. Well, uh, I, I remember that the fans were very fond of the song Evil Spell. So basically for me, for the vocal, I wanted to a bit recreate the vocal performance of Evil Spell on Bad Blood. I, I did that purposely because Evil Spell is, 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 a, is a crowd pleaser. So I said to myself, okay, let's try to recapture that vocal thing where I, where I keep going like this. And where the, the vocal goes, you know, like, you know? So <laughs> this is what I tried to do. I remember when I, and I bought the vocals, thanks for the compliment, but I was, again, I was driven by the music. It's the music that made me perform, perform that, that, that way. And um, I remember coming in the studio, which was the, uh, Mike, th this time it's you that's going to help me. A laboratory. A laboratory. A laboratory. Mike, at, at, Mike and I had put up this laboratory <laughs> and uh, with plywoods and uh, two by fours and uh, at the garage of a friend. And, and, and we set up there with his pro tool and Mike is a wizard. No, and I'm I, not. <laughs> oh, stop it you're a romantic fool <laughs> Black, Black Sabbath's wizard yeah. so I came in the studio and I was a bit late and Mike was working on the intro for Black, Bad Blood and I was going what is he doing and he was talking to my brother and Michael Rock you know they're, they're a power trio those guys and he was going and it was a break. I would go, okay, what's next? And, and, and then when I when they handed that, they they looked to me and they said, What do you think? I said, Man, this is killer. Go right ahead. Carry on, please. That's um, funny. It's an awesome song. Uh I am in command. If you tell us a little bit about that one then. Yeah, and 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 maybe the reason why it was like the first single. I know that the you you had it a few years ago, did you? Yeah, well, that that was a kind of uh, up tempo thing that we, we wanted a really a, a good up tempo rocker to be the first uh, single, and uh, that uh, seemed to be the the good choice for first single. And uh, I mean, the first just the first sentence sets the pace for the the song i am the ruler of my world it's very uh self-empowering or uh, uh motivational it's a it's a good song when you're at the gym you know and you're and you're uh, uh, taking control of your life you know uh, 
changing uh, changing your uh, one's ways that might be destroying your life or something and say i'm in control of my life i'm going to change this and uh, you know it's it's quite an affirmation you know when when you realize that you are in command you know this is your life do whatever you want with it you know just just do it so like the lyrics like mike said it's that i am the ruler of my world bearing the burden of my past i am a restituted soul you know it's we wanted to grab the attention right away with this song and i i think we did well, and also at the end, I mean, Rick, with your vocals and just, you know, the, the way you kind of go and bring them right up and and out. I mean, it sounds really cool. And, and I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is really cool. That was there that he, he did that bit at the at the, uh, at, that was a last minute thing there. That was yeah. changed at the last minute where he did that bit at the end. And we all thought it was really cool. When you come up. When you come up with moments like that, like like how how do you come up with it? Do you just know that your voice will do that, or do you just kind of say like, um, "Sure, I'll try this." I just know I just know my voice will do that. You know, I I got it in my head. I I'm from I'm from the school. I, I've learned to sing by singing Plant, Jan Gillen, Rob Alford, Bruce Dickinson. Bon Scott, Brian Johnson, those guys taught me how to sing. Because when we started, we started as a cover band because in the province of Quebec, back then, back in the days, <laughs> back in the song, uh, Not Me No Way, it was, it was, you had to cover band in order to play, you know? And, and, when, you, and it, when you would play, you'd get better and better and better. So those guys taught me how to sing. So for me, I just, I always try to push myself. Like, I don't want to repeat myself, but, but I really mean this one. I was driven by the music. It's the music that inspired me to do those things at the end of, of In Command because Mike is, is so powerful and the band is striving and striving. So I said to myself, I have to be as good as them, you know? Not a little less, it's gotta, it's gotta shine through. And I told Mike, the third time I went in the studio to redo the vocals, he said, ah, I'm not sure, Rick, it's kind of cool what you've done. And I said, Mike, with the, the new guitars that you just added, it's so hot, it's so good that I have to do a little more. And he says, okay, go right ahead. And it worked. I, I love the next song, Dirty Pig. You got a video for that one too. It's so good. It's, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's maybe the catchiest song on the whole album. You think so, yeah? Yeah, I think so. What do yeah. you like? What do you like about it? I don't know. Right from the very beginning, it just uh, grabbed me as soon as he starts singing "Dirty Pig." <laughs> like I just, it just, it just uh, I, I just was moving to it, you know, in the right way. Yeah, well, it's the groove is pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's it a is. nice heavy groove. It's, it's, but it's melodic too, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's a very melodic. The whole album is very melodic, even though it's heavy. Oh well, we we always uh, had a, a melodic singer, so yeah. But you know what? That this song to me proves that rockers have a big heart, because although the title is, it seems to be um, a, a bit, 
rude. It's not at all. It's a song about realizing that around you, there's full of bullies. People that when they're in, in a situation of power, they will abuse it. So it takes a rocker to, to kind of talk about stuff like that, you know? So lots of time we're asked, Mike and I, about Dirty Pig. Is that about a particular person? And and we all and we say no, it's not. It's it's their dirty pig that that that's been that's trying to make your life miserable. That's their dirty pig we're talking about. The one that you're thinking about. That is the dirty pig. Ah, that's funny. Any, anybody, uh, anybody in your life that uh, makes your life miserable uh, or. Uh... Or tries to make it. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah. dirty pig, and he'll have to deal with his car with the with karma. Justice, it will come. I love Justice that. Justice will come. <laughs> dirty pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, surfacing is uh, just a kind of a beautiful musical interlude, right in the middle yes. of the album. You yes. know, and. Uh, I mean, it's different, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I love it too, even though it's uh, very short. Yes. It's, it's, I wanted, uh, I wanted to do uh, something a little bit dramatic, uh, like, uh, a little, uh, spaghetti Western when the guy's <laughs> looking in their eyes, you know, ready to, to shoot, <laughs> you know, that kind of tension. I want to oh, create yeah. some drama and tension you know and then the unleashing hell kicks in yeah and that's my favorite track unleashing hell that's my, my that. favorite track too yeah yeah really? i love it you know on the streets of montreal you know <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's uh it's really autobiographical uh it's r20s how how it felt like uh being in a band for us at that time you know we were you know we were working really hard and uh, when it uh, when it came down to it we could uh, unleash unleash some hell i think it's that's like hitting the, hitting the stage and said okay we're let's unleash some some hell right now and it and it is what i love about it i love the fact that it's autobiographical and and that we get a chance to kind of because it's fun you know and the, and 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 I think those times probably were a lot of fun for you in that regard. And I think we get that sense of the time from the song as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was us against the world, right? So yeah. we were out to kill. I remember, I remember telling Mike when the album was done, mastered and everything, I would ride my bike with listening to the album in a loop. So one day I came up to Mike and I said, Mike, your intro for Unleashing Hell is, is, is awesome, man. The, it shows your Ennio Morricone influence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I yeah, said, that... yeah, and I said, and I think it's my favorite song. He says, oh, yeah, okay. So later on, we started to rehearse, you know, to get the band ready. And, and, and because we did a show with, a month ago with, um, with Zach Wilde. With Black Label Society and tracks, we had the pleasure to to share the stage with them here in, in, in Trois Rivières, Quebec. And uh, it's my favorite song. It's your favorite song. 
It's the toughest one to sing like. Oh my god! Oh my god! I feel like Brian Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you gotta scream your face off a little bit there. Man, when Back in Black came out, we 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 loved that album, so we'd play every song on it, and I'd get that headache after that, man. From it's. Brian Johnson's is like up there, my friend. He's like a metal, a rock god. But just I just wanted to include that. This it's the toughest one. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be uh, ready for it because it's gonna be a crowd pleaser. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. It's definitely one you have to play. You know, yeah. yeah uh, I'm sorry if it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sorry, man. I, I'm I'm happy because because the fact that it's 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 a bit hard to sing for me, you know, to reproduce what I've done in studio, it, it gives me the, the the affirmation that that I gave it all, you know, I gave it all. I didn't keep anything. I gave it all for the song. So yeah, it's great. It's a great song. Uh, Spread the pain is the next song on the album. What about that one? Um, it's pretty heavy riff. Yeah, much heavier heavy. than unleashing hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very heavy. I think so. But uh, I think it's uh, about uh, people people who uh, maybe are are desperate, you know, and uh, and uh, see no way out of their situation, and uh, you know they want to leave the world and take people with them. So they, in a violent way, it's about you know shootings and people. Uh, it's very, very heavy topic, very yeah. sensible, yeah. very sensitive. But uh, yeah. when it's you that know, heavy a topic, how, what's it like to sing such a heavy topic? Is it well uh, emotionally? It, it, I took it. Um, by 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 making it kind of a prayer, you know. As I sing sang it in studio, I was thinking of of the victims, you know, not not the aggressor, the victims of of those who spread the pain, and and I I mean that, guys, I really did, because because when you think about it, you know, there's been some very horrible things that happened in the last twenty years throughout society throughout North North America. Very nasty, very bad, and 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 the only genre that can talk about stuff like that is is the metal metal scene. Very because true. metal, yeah, because metal scene is not about 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 love, about you know, about happiness, about the day to day routine. Metal is about defining society right now. So. Just think about Black Sabbath when Ozzy started. He was singing Sweet Leaf, you know? Nobody would talk about that, about smoking pot, but everybody was smoking pot anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. And he's the only guy that, that took it upon himself to do it, you know? And, and I could name up many songs that did exactly that, and it's always hard rock or metal genre that did it. Mm. Mm. That's a great point. Very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. 
uh, took my chances. Seventh track out of eight, uh, you know, really uh, another one I think is very catchy. Yeah, that, that's a, a mellower mood, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice come down from, from uh, Spirit the Pain. Yeah. Yeah. I love singing that one. Yeah. Oof. I love singing that one. Every word about it. Every word is like, man, I I really I identify with this song. You know, took my chances. Everybody takes chances in life. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But hey, you, you got to reflect on that once in a while, you know. So that... My favorite part of the song is Mike. Mike wrote all of the music on the album. Is when it stops and the beat starts. You know, it's a different beat. Yeah. You know, that part to me is like, wow. We, it's one of my favorite songs of the album. Yeah, I know. It's a great song, too. And then you went out with uh, Not Me, No Way. Uh, yeah. You know, Pick it up a little bit again, you know, another great song. Uh, tell yeah. us about that one. Yeah, I wanted to finish with a, a good old rocker, too, you know. Yeah. I love that riff. I, yeah, had, that, good uh, riff. I had that real good. Yeah, I had that for a long time, and I'm very glad that we were. We, that's what, one of the songs we, ch we chose to work on. Yeah. Well, and there's no question again. Like it's it's another another one of those really highly singable choruses that you can that you can see live people really getting behind. Is this one as hard to sing? <laughs> no, no, this one is uh, it's like a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I love about this song is um is 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 that it's a you're right about it. It's it's a sing along song, you know. Because um, we all have limits where we, we want, where, where, why do we impose ourselves limits? It's because we want to be seen in our, in our best light, you know? So this song is about that. Not me, no way. I will not play nice. Uh, this one, Mike, we went back in the studio a couple of times to redo yeah. the vocals because I wasn't happy. That's, that's when I, I came up with the idea with the punch there to add the back vocals and yeah, there's yeah. a tricky, tricky little time signature there. Yeah, my plant time signature. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, another rush influence. <laughs> yeah, why go? Why go the easy way when you can make it benefit? You know. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah, everybody needs more rush influence. Let's be honest. I mean, you can't go no. wrong with that. No, no, so you then, really can't. When it comes to these songs, um, how, like, you know, Mike, you talked about having the riff for a long time. So, like, how many of the songs are older? Like, how much did you kind of, uh, like, take and, and refurbish almost from, from before? Well, all, all the songs, uh, in all the songs, there's some old elements and new elements which were put together. You know, I took some, I took the, listen to uh, old demos and say oh that was really cool part and but the next part sucked so so it was just a matter of finding something new to put there so i don't know i don't know i've somebody called it new old stock 
<laughs> you might you might want to call it like that. Is it is it difficult to recognize when something isn't working, or is that very easy to see? Oh, this part isn't working. Well, just if it, if I no, if it's very easy. But yeah. well, for me, if I I just if I like it or not. If if I like it, it's 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 good to it's good enough for me. I listen, I I make it. Uh, I uh, the guys listen to it, and uh, we have we kind of have some kind of debate. But uh, usually, it's oh yeah, you know, because when we first started uh, rehearsing these new songs. Uh, like uh, our bassist would come in the, and he'd learned all the old parts. I said, no, 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 don't do that. No, no, that's exactly what we're not trying to do. We're only taking this bit and doing something else. That was a, a defi. Yeah. Challenge. A challenge. You can say, but, a, uh, you can say a challenge too. <laughs> no, no, no. A challenge. <laughs> but you know, Mike's right uh, about about that. It, same goes with the vocals. We had some 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 ideas for for the vocals, some old ideas that we kept, and I had kept a box, you know, and and like a a a, a, play, a safe place in my house. And at one time, I said, "This is Mike's." So I, I gave it to Mike. Mike listened to everything, and he called me back, and we kind of listened to it together, and we figured out what was good, what we, we were keeping, and what should we do with the rest, and um, and that's the way we worked it as a team. Mike is we just, perfect. We just checked. Uh, we just kept the best bits that we loved, and uh, took that as a skeleton and uh, build around that. Until we had something we were really happy with. When when you reformed in in 2011 and came back together, was it always the plan to make a new album, or was it at the time just uh, let's just play some shows and have some fun? Yeah, it was just let's play some shows, have some fun, and then uh, out of uh, having a Facebook page. And having people write to us and uh, asking for new material, it was decided that we'd uh, do an EP of only three songs. But that turned into a full album. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm and glad it not, did. In a nutshell, it's the fans' enthusiasm that got us back together. That got that got the ball rolling from 2011 to today, because each show we've made, we had the, the, a direct contact with the fans. Plus, like Mike said, the Facebook thing that people would go, would you play, would you record? And we, we love you, come back, come back. So so we, we, we came back, you know, like very carefully, but the fans enthusiasm during the concert, that's what got me. It's hard to, I'm sure, if you could go back and tell your, yourself 30 years ago, hey, in 2022, you're going to have your third studio album. Yeah, get out of here. 
No, you told us that. If you have told us back that back then, we probably no. It's not going to be our third. It's going to be our our twelfth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do As you have a lot? Out, of, it's our third. Do you have a lot of other songs that you're ready to maybe turn into another album, or is it, or is this the the best of the best, and now you'd have to start fresh? uh there's still some uh, material but uh th these were the we chose these as the best but when we when we did the three first ones we've chosen those as the best and then we did four more and there are some that we like those better than the first three so who, who knows <laughs> who knows what we're gonna come up with you never know uh, we got some more. We got some more for more that came from. Yeah. If <laughs> if if God will, if it's God's will, we will be touring around the world and we'll be doing some more stuff. You know, it, we're just living day by day. We're, we're not we're we, we just we let the music do the talking right now. And, and from what we've heard from you guys, uh, it's it's going pretty good <laughs> well and that's it right i mean you never you just don't know i mean that's one thing we've seen about people's rock and roll journeys is that is that it starts and and kind of where you expect it and then and then by the time you're here you you would never have realized it but at the same time i mean i mean i'm sure that you wouldn't give up anything yeah so uh, we'll see it's it, it all it all has to do with the reaction of the fans and the demand. If there's a good reaction and a, and a nice demand for for good shows here and there, uh, we'll be more than happy to travel. Yeah, there's some festivals. Yes. There's some festivals I could imagine you guys getting in front of a an audience at some of the festivals and and showing the new material and really yes, blowing absolutely. people away. Oh yeah, you think so? I think so. I think so. Well, I think if you get a chance to do some, you know, cracking, I mean, they need you. <laughs> whacking, I said. I say cracking. Yeah. 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 Let's start a cracking festival then, because we need that. <laughs> Imagine so, that. Imagine that in a couple of months or a year or so from now in a big stage in Italy. People. Directly from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> ambassadors, I think. Oh, absolutely. When when you guys came together to record this album, like, was there a thought process of like trying to sound as much like like the previous albums, or was it kind of just is there an innate sword within you? Uh. No, we didn't try and sound like the other two albums. I mean, tech technology has come so so far. At uh, no, like you say, innate. If I'm playing, it sounds like me. So it probably sounds like me, but uh, better. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's it's a good thing to 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 know that. You've recorded three albums, and that one is different from the other one. You know, it's to me, it's a really good thing. So, 
it is quite different from the two other. But like Mike just said, the technology is so different that, that just there, the sound is totally different. Uh, Mike's playing is, I mean, he was already a maestro when he was 20. Now he's, uh, he's, 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 pu he's pushing 50s. He's, a, he's in a place 50s. And he got very, very good because we never stopped. We stopped playing the certain material. But Mike and I never start, stopped working together on different projects. I sang with him in other band, and he, he played guitar, he played bass. We never stopped playing and singing. So that's why the sword is still sharp. Those first two albums, uh, Metalize, Sweet Dreams, they, they were released on independent uh, albums. It was probably... What was it like to record those back in the day? I mean, I'm sure it was a, a was it a small budget, and what was it like in the studio? Was it challenging? Well, yeah, we yeah. always we always came into the studio very well rehearsed and ready to. So it was it was a challenge getting sounds, especially the first album because we had close to no experience in the studio except for doing a couple of demos here and there so uh, getting it right the sound was a bit dodgy but we have people to help us with that and uh yeah i remember uh no we were very well rehearsed so it was just mic up get sounds and play the song like tw 10 times, 20 times. When you get a good take, that's it. As far as uh, basic tracks, then you, then the, the guys would go home, me and Rick would stay and uh, add guitars and uh, vocals, back vocals, solos. So then was, was it... You know, you know, Mike, uh, some, he, he, he mentioned a lot his influence, his Rush influence, but uh, the band, uh, at least myself, my brother, I know that our favorite band is Zeppelin. And, and, and Jimmy Page was quite a leader. He, 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 he was a leader. It was a sound. It was, it was his thing. But he let Robert Plant do his thing, you know, and he coached him to be the best. And he did the same with Bonham. And he did the same with, with John Paul Jones. He let John Paul Jones be John Paul Jones. But that's Mike. Mike is that kind of leader. That's why the sound, the first album, the second album, and the third album, it, the, the songs are interesting. It's because it's not a one guy vision and it's my way or no way. No, no. Mike comes up with good riffs, good songs, and he, he lets us be ourselves in his songs. So it makes for a, a good rendezvous, you know? I always help the guys by telling them my ideas for the drum parts or the bass part, and you know, so, and we work together at it until, uh, until everything clicks and falls together. Was it, it, was it just, how did it happen that you kind of became the, the band leader, Mike? Did, was it just something that just happened over time? 
I uh, just pointed a gun to their heads. I said, no, I'm not the leader. <laughs> Nobody puts a gun to my head. Don't believe him. No, it's, it's pure talent. I mean, when you get a left-handed like Mike Plant, plug his guitar, sometimes no pedal board, just plunk, plunk, and just his distortion and his way of playing, you get those riffs. You got to go along, you know. That's why they call it a lead guitar, you know. He's the lead guitarist in a hard rock metal band. He's the, he's like he's he's the pasta, you know. He's, he brings he brings the goodies. And, and we and I'm the icing. <laughs> I'm, I'm the icing on the pasta. You mean the sauce? You mean the sauce? Or maybe the meatball. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm ready to come and eat and eat uh, place anytime soon, but <laughs> yeah, I mean but all jokes aside, uh it's it's sort of about that, you know, we're we're a team and and uh, we emulate in our own special way Zeppelin. To me, Zeppelin is the best that ever was, you know. Because yeah. if you listen to Led Zeppelin one and then through the outdoor. There's so much music going on, you know. Everything's different from one album to the other. And it was all Jimmy Page that, that got this ball rolling for all that time, you know. Now I, Mike, I see oh go ahead, Brett. I was gonna ask Mike about being a left-handed guitarist and just and just how much of a challenge it is to kind of find guitars for yourself. <laughs> uh well it is it has been kind of challenging but you uh i don't sell guitars i keep the guitars i find because if when i find a good guitar i i keep it because there's not much lot of choice <laughs> yeah how, ma how many do you have then uh two or three <laughs> and they uh, sound I awesome i don't know but uh got a couple of les balls uh lado uh i got a strat and uh a couple couple of nice nice guitars sg nice old SG. i like old guitars of course <laughs> Have you ever seen? I don't. I don't have. I don't have that much, though. I've been about uh, not even ten. Have you ever seen a, a left-handed guitar player play with a right-handed guitar and still sound good? Have you ever seen that in your life? Probably not. No. I have, and it's Mike, because lots of times, <laughs> you know. We're partying and he forgot to bring a guitar. So give me a guitar. So he takes the guitar and it's upside down and he plays. <laughs> well, that just came out of when uh, when we were young and we yeah. we went into guitar shops. If I wanted to try a guitar, it was like uh, sometimes there wasn't any left-handed. You just have to take a right-handed, switch it over and do the chords upside down. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of I think a lot of left-handed players can do that. Well, yeah, that's kind of that out Hendrix, of uh, necessity. You know? That that's Hendrix that. thing, you know, restringing it, just just taking a right-handed guitar and restringing yeah. it for uh, no, well, not even restringing it, just just to try it out, you know, do mm -hmm. the chords upside down. 
Sometimes times is of the essence. If the jam is right now, you go <laughs> to jam, and he wants to jam, and he doesn't have a left-handed guitar, they'll give him a right-handed. And like he said, the, the, the strings are going to be upside down, and he's still able to play and sound good. Yeah, but there's so much you can do with that. <laughs> I guess you couldn't do the Sweet Dream solo. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I, I see behind you there, Rick, uh, the, the motorhead. Uh, you know, and and I know you guys had a chance to do some dates with them back in the day. I'm wondering if you guys have a good Lemmy story because we always love a good Lemmy story. That's right. We got plenty. We got a lot there. This is a letter that that Lemmy wrote, kind of a letter. We we're doing a show, and we were backstage, and we had some free time. So I came to my dressing room, and uh, he said to me, he "said Rick." What's your favorite Motorhead song? I this this happened. I, I'm alone in my dressing room. Let me knock, knock, knock. Me, you don't have to knock. He says, what's your favorite Motorhead song? I go, um, Orgasmatron. He says, why? I says, because people go crazy when you play that song. And he goes, okay. He went back to his dressing room and he took the sheet that they put on the door and they go first band that time. Huh? He turned it around. And he wrote all the lyrics by Anne oh, of Agasmachon. Wow. And it goes to Rick Lemmy, 87. And it's right there. Oh, and he came so to my cool. dressing room and he gave it to me. And at that time, I mean, come on, Lemmy was a legend already, but not the legend that he became that we know today, you know? Yeah. I kept that, you know, and I never knowing that one day he'd pass and never imagining Lemmy passing you know he was a rock this guy was a rock yeah that's my lemmy that's my favorite lemmy story but mike yes what's your favorite lemmy story well lemmy story uh i remember this time he he popped into our dressing room and he pointed at me and said come here so i get up and i follow him and uh yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think it was one of his friends who was an artist who did uh, little pins, guitar pins that you could put on your jacket, like regular pin, but it was all handed. And he had a, a gold top one because one of my uh, backup guitars was a Gibson gold top, Les Paul gold top. And he said, look, he said, I... He thought of me when he saw that because I knew he knew I had one, so I had to get it. So oh, I, get, wow. I had to get it. So I said, "Thanks, Lam." Lemmy, Lemmy took us on, under his wing. We went. We were with Motorhead for a month, and uh, we became friends. Not fast, but you know, it, it went quick because he was he was the real deal, and he, and he saw we that we were like drinking the same the same tea, you know. And um, he would take us out to to and his smoking bars. the same herbs. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should have said that. But he was he was incredible, man. This guy was like a real friend. He became like a real friend. He would look out for you. One day, Mike told the story uh, the other day. We we were doing a show and we were getting an encore, and and his crew started to undo our stuff, and he came out screaming. 
never do that again never do that again saw that an anchor because you went too fast you, you ah that was incredible yeah well i mean you guys were so lucky i mean back then to tour i mean you know rick even just before everybody else got on i mean you you mentioned going to you know coming to calgary with alice cooper i mean you know do you have any recollections from that tour yeah there was there was big arenas hockey arenas we did a lot of people i remember was, yeah. yeah it was very it was, cool it was called the nightmare returns but for us it was a dream come true <laughs> Alice well Cooper. Done. Well done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, come on, Alice Cooper, man. man. What a songwriter this guy is. Incredible. When you think about the songs, you know, I'm 18 and all, all of his material. Welcome to my nightmare from start to finish. It's like a one in a epic. billion. Mm -hmm. Epic. Yeah. 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 Sure. Was was there a lot of interaction with Alice on the on the tour? Because I mean, I know once he gets into character, he's like he's completely in character. No, we'd never see him. He was always on his bus. He'd come out of his bus, go on stage, do his show, come off stage, get back on his bus. It was only one time when we go. We'd really like to meet him. So after one show, they they took us out in his bus to meet him and we had a chat for about a half an hour oh nice guys you got a picture of the scene we, we were like fucking laura lenardi you know we were in <laughs> line and and they would almost frisk us to make sure we didn't have beer cigarettes and stuff because because uh alice was uh, and, and is still on the wagon you know and 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 they wanted to make sure so we're like <laughs> making joke and that the roadies would come you're about to meet Alice. Everybody, everybody nobody's stoned, nobody's strong. No, no, we're all okay. Then they open the door, you know, and, and we kind of step on each other. Remember, Mike? We were standing there in the front of the bus, and there's a door where there's a living room kind. And and he would come out from there, and we we're all waiting like kids and talking to each other and doing stuff. The door opens and whoa, man, is <laughs> when I think about it, I'm 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 saying to myself, yeah, we were lucky. We were lucky because we rubbed shoulder with the with greatness. Yeah, yeah. Same goes awesome. with Metallica for the Master of Puppet store. Oh yeah, no kidding. We're thinking on their music real, really, really hard. We we listen to um to Ride the Lightning and and Master of Puppets in our car. We had one car for the four of us, and we we're always crammed in the car and go to the rehearsal, go do see shows, and we're always together listening to Metallica not knowing that they were listening to sword when they were touring so really that's how we got the tour so after like a couple of months of listening to master of puppets we get a phone call and it's our manager that says guys this one is a big one just got a phone call metallica wants you to to be part of the canadian leg tour for the master of puppets tour so so we did it and we got to meet them and 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 they got to tell us what song they like about us and everything and we were like wow dreams can come true yeah what song did they like mike do you remember i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i don't well, remember 
When we first met them, we were on stage and we were sound checking during the end of the night from uh, Metal Eyes. And when I saw James and Lars and, and, uh, and, um, and uh, uh, um, because um, Jason had just died, so it was like a month or so, two months or maybe more. Cliff, Cliff not Jason. Cliff yeah. no, I, just I said, died. yeah, I said Jason had just died. Cliff had just died, sorry. Yes. And Jason was there, yeah, because I was thinking. So Jason and the guys were there, we're playing the end of the night. So I stopped the band. So, so out of respect to go and talk to them, but them out of respect, they said, no, 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 finish the song. We want to hear the end. <laughs> so they probably like the end of the night. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's when they were at their height. Just like that, those albums, Ride the Lightning, Massive Up is just, you know. Spectacular. Yeah, I mean, they exploded. Amazing. They exploded. Amazing. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it, it's interesting, though, just like the whole idea, like great music is great music. And the second that you can hear great music, and, and I mean, it, it works the same both ways. I mean, you liking Metallica. I mean, we all like Metallica. But, but you know, like you say, them listening to you. I mean, you know, it's great music. And so we all like to listen to that. Yeah, we were we were very surprised when we heard that, that uh, yeah, they listened to our album, really. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's a damn good album. I know it has uh, all music because it gives it four stars or four and a half stars or something like that too. I mean, it's you know, I mean, yeah. it's it it holds up to this day. That's right. We're very proud of that. Yeah. Well, everything about about you, I think, holds up to this day, and I mean, I'm super glad that you guys are back and ready to uh, to kick some more ass. So we've really enjoyed our time together here, and we want to give you both the chance to uh, tell everybody where they can keep up with you and then how they can get the album. How they can keep up with us is follow follow our uh, Facebook page, Sword. Yeah, For sure, and come here. Uh, and uh, you, I think you can uh, pre-order the album uh, on the Massacre's website, right? Massacre Records Facebook yeah. website. Go there, yeah. and and uh, same goes for the videos. If uh, the fans want want to hear the the two songs that are already out and see the band in a in a live setting, you go on Massacre Records YouTube channel. And you check out the video for In Command and uh, Dirty Pig. Well, and and I sure hope that you guys uh, find a way down here, back down here to the West. Uh, we'd love to get a chance to see you and uh, and get the full sword experience. Wait till the snow is gone. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah what I was gonna say. That's what I was going to say. We're going to wait till the snow melts. <laughs> Um, unless you bring oh, the sun oh, with you, then it's fine. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of it. It may take a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But thank you guys so much. Canadian metal, the best, you know. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having us, guys. Well, we've enjoyed every minute of it, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best in the future. And uh, and I urge everybody to go out and buy the new album because, uh, because it rocks. Uh, Brett, Brett Morton. Thanks for your support. Thanks for the support, guys. Ah, thank you. Well, thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Yes, thank sir. You. Rock on, dude. Right. You betcha. Yeah. <laughs>
Ciao. Bye now. Ciao.